Alright guys, welcome back to our second episode of Setting Our Thoughts Captive. Uh, my name is Chitis. My name is Daytuan. And thank you for listening to us on, on uh, for, for these many seasons. And I just want to encourage you, if you have not listened to our first episode, go ahead and listen to it. It's already uploaded on all your listening platforms. Uh, on that episode, we dealt with sovereignty of God. We dealt with sovereignty of God in, in, in case of our salvation. Uh, we dealt with topics such as predestination, foreknowledge, and what does it mean that God is sovereign? Right, so if this is the this that is the topic that you have been wrestling with that you want to learn more about, uh, we I encourage you guys to go and listen to that episode and then go to your scripture and wrestle with that topic. Uh, moving on for the second episode, uh, we want to talk about a topic that is very important in our spiritual life. I, I would say one of the most important thing, uh, one of the most important uh, discipline of our spiritual life, and that is prayer. And, and there's a lot that we can talk about prayer. Uh, we can probably do a whole season on prayer. But we want to specifically address the topic, uh, specifically address one of the things that people may think about when it comes to prayer. And, and that is, can prayer change God's mind? Right? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Right? So, so you pray, you pray, you pray. Does your persistent prayer, does your faithful prayer, does your prayer change God's mind mm. and 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 so the notion that we are trying to address is that a lot of people think that just because they pray persistently just because they pray with greater faith let's say that even using that term or or, or, or just because they pray or just because some people pray righteous people pray it will change God's mind right and so that's the that's the topic that we want to address now first thing first let's 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 start a foundation here right i like building things up and so before we get deeper into the topic let's let's talk about yeah let's prayer. do the let's do the 101, 101 right like right, so prayer 101 prayer 101 so prayer what so just in your in the most simplest form define prayer talking with god talking with god right having conversation with god and it is a privilege given to us through our relationship with jesus christ right so in christ we have access to god Right, so in Christ we have one-on-one -on -one access to God, where we can pray to God as our Father in heaven, and it is it is a privilege, right? It is it is an honor that we get to talk to Him at any time, as often as we want, and 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 the comfort in that is that when we call upon His name, He hears our prayers, right? Mm -hmm. And so that is prayer. Prayer is conversing with God, and and anything that you would want to add to that, when it comes to prayer. Well, I think there's uh, there's certain kinds of prayers that we can do, or there's certain purposes within our prayer. Uh, uh, so, I mean, like we can we can touch on that if you like. So, um, you know, the, there's like three different things that come come to my mind with yeah. the purpose of prayer. Uh, so we have intercession, mm -hmm. right? So intervening on someone's behalf. Yeah. Uh, we have supplication. Yeah. Um, begging God uh, for something, and then we have thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, yeah. yeah, yeah, which is praise, right? Praising God for what He has done and and for who He is. Right. Yeah. I think the traditional way that people understand prayer is that the acts. I don't know if you've heard the acts thing. Acts, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Oh, okay. And, and so, so you know, in a prayer, you have to adore God. You have to confess to God. Mm -hmm. You have to give thanks to Him. And you have to supplic uh, seek supplication from Him. And so, yes. So there are various ways of prayer. We should, and how often should we pray? We should pray all the time, right? Mm -hmm. We should always be in the attitude of prayer. Now, there is value in like you know going alone in your room and, and praying to God, right? The Bible talks about that. But there is also value in in being in that attitude, in the posture of continuously conversing with God. Mm -hmm. Is you're walking, is you're driving, is in, in in every way we should be in that attitude of prayer, right? And so so yeah, prayer is important. Now, that brings up the question: Why is it important, right? Uh, why should we pray? Let's let's discuss that before we dive into. I think this is all building up to where we where we want to go, right? Now, when I think about why should we pray, the first thing that comes to my mind before, like you know, we we tend to like think about oh, why we should pray because we need answers from God we, we should pray because without prayer God will not 
give us what we want all those things those mindsets may come to our come to us first right uh, what i think about prayer in the same way i would say like why should we take the gospel to the world the first thing that should come to our mind is because it's a command okay it's a command given to us by god right and and is is his people who is is his children we are to be obedient to him so i think prayer is a command uh you know philippians for do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known to god and so so we should pray because it is a command and so not praying would be a sin because it'd be disobeying god's command okay. right so not praying is a sin and so that should automatically create that urgency in us to to develop a prayer life and, and improve in our prayer life uh thirdly i think when i think about prayer is you know prayer uh is for the glory of god just like everything else mm-hmm. right ultimately it is for the glory of god it is not for our glory it is not also to fulfill our will right it is for the glory of god prayer is a way we align to god's will not the opposite mm-hmm. and oftentimes what happens is like we tend to pray wanting god to align with our will right and so prayer is us recognizing what is god's will and aligning to it um and and jesus he gives he gives a great example in his prayer when he prayed in john chapter 14 he says whatever you ask in my name this i do that the father may be glorified in the son right and so so whatever was the father's will jesus submitted to it and his prayer was that not my will but yours be done Mm-hmm. right and so he leaves the blueprint of what our prayer should be so it aligns us with uh, god's will and i do want to also say that prayer does result in answer right prayer does result in god answering it god answers prayers with yes no sometimes wait sometimes through prayer god does change a lot of things right mm-hmm. i mean i want my uh, wait yeah stop yeah pause okay pause. <laughs> What was that last part you just said? Through prayer, God does change a lot of things. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, and I think that's an important thing to to just make sure that that, that is highlighted, right? Mm. Through prayer, God does change things. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So, obviously, our topic is, does God change his mind? Those mm-hmm. are two separate things. Separate things, absolutely. Right? God and and we're going to we're going to lay it out a little bit more mm-hmm. but and those are two different questions mm-hmm. does prayer change things versus does prayer change god's yeah. mind two absolutely. different questions two different things absolutely absolutely and so we're saying yes prayer does change, change things, things. absolutely and 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 it has i mean the thing is uh the one of the greatest example you can see is in second kings chapter 20 Right, where, where where King Hezekiah, after finding out from Prophet Isaiah that he was going to die from his illness, pleaded with God to spare his life. And God spared his life. Mm. And and so now even in there, people may say that, oh, it was did God change his mind about King Hezekiah? You know, you, you, after you, he well, prayed. hold on, slow, slow, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you jump into, you jump in, you get <laughs> no, into I'm, ahead. I'm, I'm trying to give both answers at the same time. I know, but yep. you're jumping ahead, bro. Yep, yep, yep. Slow down, slow down. So, here, let me slow down. Right, so, so, the example we can look at is that like Hezekiah prayed and God spared his life. Yeah. Right? Now, the question is, did God change his mind about that? We'll talk about that here in a second. There we go. But regardless, it, it, that, at this moment, we can we can think about that God, Hezekiah prayed, God answered, and God changed things, which right. has changed his, the number of the days of his life. Let's right. say that, right? So, and and so, so I kind of got you off track a little bit, yeah. I think, uh, because you were answering, like, why pray, right? So from that, you... You said it aligns our will with God. Yep. Um, it's in obedience yep. to God, right? Mm-hmm. Make your request. So we're following the command of God. Mm-hmm. Um, what, for the glory of God. For the glory of mm-hmm. God. Um, and then it changes things. Basically. And it changes mm-hmm. things. And and I would add to that, like, the the, the way that I kind of think of it, too, and I, w- I would agree with all those other things, yeah. too. I think, um, so within that, like those are like subheadings in my mind, the way I visualize it, where it's where uh, over that the heading is a uh, surrendered life to God. Mm. Right. So as my life is surrendered to God, I'm obedient 
to his command to pray, mm-hmm. I then also align um, uh, our will with God's, right? What I want mm-hmm. has to then be submitted and surrendered mm-hmm. to what God yeah. wants, right? And then obviously the glory of God. Absolutely. Uh, so and it's like it's a revelation that we're totally dependent on God. And that's the other yeah. thing, yeah. right? Because uh, for me, it's like, a, and I had this in my notes, a heart that is dependent and trusting on our in God, yeah, absolutely. right? So um, that's what I that I think that's one of the things when I think about why pray. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So said that, uh, said that we do believe that prayer changes things. But the question in 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 of the topic today is that does prayer change God's mind? Right. So said that first and foremost. Right. Let's talk about God's mind before we talk about. Does mm. prayer change God's mind, mm. right? And and so what is what what do we know about God? Few things, right? Uh, and then we can address the issue like does prayer change God's mind? And if it does, then why? If it doesn't, then why? And and what what implications it has, okay. right? So few things about God we know is that you know, God is holy, God is just, God is love, uh, God is also sovereign, right? And and we talked about that in detail last last. Uh, uh, episode that God is in, oh, He's aware of every event. Nothing happens without Him allowing it, right? Mm-hmm. And and if He wanted to stop something to happen, He would stop it. Nothing can change. Nothing can thwart His plan, mm-hmm. right? As as the Bible says, nothing will change His plan, which means that God is also immutable. Uh, the immutability of God means that He does not change, mm-hmm. right? Now it's it's hard for us humans to. F- fathom that thing because we change all the time mm-hmm. right but god does not change mm-hmm. right and that's the that's that means that what who he is who he was and who he will always be is always the same mm-hmm. that nothing about him ever changes mm-hmm. and the thing is he does not need to change yeah because god is holy and perfect yeah. Right. If there's something that's perfect, you don't need to change anything right. about it. Yeah. Right. His plan is perfect. His his predestination is perfect. His is uh, his work in the creation is perfect. Everything that he does is perfect. Yeah. I and so okay. And I think when we think about the question too, it's um, and I guess maybe to play a little bit of the the other side of things right we'll say okay uh i know god is perfect Mm -hmm. god doesn't need to change his mind but maybe there are some things that god would do if we just ask Mm. right and because we haven't asked god to do them then he won't do them Mm. it's available but we just gotta ask Mm. what would you say to that that's a that's I would say that's a trick question, <laughs> no. but but the, I I would say you know if we don't pray God would not do it. I would say yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. No, in a sense that no God's plan is not going to be thwarted because we don't pray. Mm-hmm. In a sense, yes, in a sense that sometimes God's plan is fulfilled through the means that He has designed, right? Through the okay. means that He has given, and that means is prayer. Okay. Right. So like for that's where I want to go to Hezekiah, right? So Hezekiah's life was not spared just because he prayed, uh-huh. right? It was God's plan all over uh-huh. at, at all time that his life would be spared. Yeah. He didn't change his mind about that, right? But God fulfilled that plan through the means that he wanted, through the means that he commanded, which is through prayer. Uh-huh. You see, that's why I said yes and no in that sense. Yeah. And so, so you know, it. Okay. And I, I guess yeah. the I guess the way to think about this yeah. then too, right? Because um, it, you're you're right. It's a it's almost a loaded question. It's almost like a trick question. Um, and I think we first have to wrap our minds around this to fully grasp this idea is like you were saying, immutable, right? Mm-hmm. God does not need to change. Mm-hmm. We talked about predestination. We talked about God's predetermined will. Right. Mm -hmm. God has decided beforehand what he's going to do. And God is not reactionary. He does not exist within the bounds of time. Right. And so 
Um, I think for, for you to fully grasp this idea, you have to understand this about God, that God does not make mistakes. No, absolutely. Right? And so when we say, okay, if, if, prayer, if prayer will change God's mind, then that, the, the, I guess the, the presupposition in that is that there's things that we could lead God to do mm-hmm. um, that he didn't consider right. already that right. would be good. Right. If that makes sense, yeah, it right? does. It does because there, it opens up a lot of can of worms for me. Because because if we say that you know our prayer does change God's mind, then you're saying that either God does not know everything that we pray about, right? And then now He's learning. Oh, you know what? You're praying this about, so I'm I'm gonna change that, right? Or Which the fact, or the fact that what what we're praying about that situation, mm-hmm. He is unaware, unaware of it in a right. sense now it, it attacks his sovereignty at that point right yeah. but but god is fully aware i mean the bible says he knows our needs even before we ask him mm-hmm. right that's an omnipotent omniscient uh, omnipresent omniscient god, right and yep. so he's an all-knowing god mm-hmm. and so he knows our prayer needs even before we pray to him so if we say that you know when we pray and after that god changes his mind that we're saying that he might not know about this there's never been a point where God was taken by surprise yeah. by any of our prayer, by any of our requests, by any of our action, mm-hmm. right? He's that sovereign. Yeah. And so that means, but at the same time, I think along with that, adding the fact that everything that God does is perfect tells us that he does not need to change any of his plan yeah. at the same time. Yeah, it's perfect. Right? And so he's perfect. And so... so so I, so it so then it yeah. must be mm-hmm. that we have a misunderstanding about why we pray. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. We shouldn't have the understanding that whatever God's plan is needs to be altered through prayer. Mm. But yeah. more so that God like you said through the means of prayer God is fulfilling what he has already, already planned. planned. Absolutely. So so prayer is not changing God's mind. Mm-hmm. Right? Prayer changes a lot of things, and I want to talk about that here in a little bit. But what it does not change God's mind. Yes. And and what what in 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 short, right? No prayer of human being, and there are being many men of prayer, right? And and it is good to be people of prayer, right? Like you, I think you nailed it in the earlier when you when you mentioned that your prayer reveals our total dependence and our submission to God. Right. And so so we are to be men of prayer. We are to be be praying consistently without ceasing. You know, one of my favorite uh, theologians, uh, one of my favorite character uh, of the past is, is George Muller. And I don't know if you have read the story of George Muller, but George Muller lived his life through prayer. You know, he he, st- he was he ended up, ended up establishing one of the largest orphanages in the world in England. But he started with nothing. And all he did every time, every day, he would pray, he would pray, he would pray, and God would provide, God would provide, God would provide, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and even in his case, right, I want, even though he's looked up on as a man of prayer, none of his prayer and none of any human being prayer has ever changed the mind of God, even to the slightest, mm-hmm. right? Because his mind does not ever need it to be changed. And that's, mm-hmm. that's where numbers... So then- I'm going to read the verse okay. real quick before, go before we go. Numbers chapter 23 helps us in this verse 19. Okay. Hold on. Because I, I really love this verse. I mean, it really goes to what we're saying. God is not man that he should lie, or a son of man that he should change his, man, change his mind. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? Mm. Right? So mm-hmm. God does not change. He does not have to have a change in mind. He's mm-hmm. not like us humans. We have to change, right? Because sometimes we realize that what we intended to do, even with good intention, was bad. Mm-hmm. Or what we intended to do with bad intention was worse, right? So mm-hmm. we need to change constantly. Mm-hmm. God does not struggle with that. That's not who he is. Mm-hmm. And so God does not change our mind. So our prayer is not changing God's mind even to the slightest. So yeah. if it's not changing God's mind, then mm-hmm. what does that mean when we say prayer changes things? Right. So so that brings up all kinds of questions, right? So so does prayer change anything? Mm-hmm. Right. So we go 
re- straight from there to like does prayer change anything or the other question would be if prayer does not change god's mind then why are we praying mm-hmm. at the same time mm-hmm. right and so so yes let's let's address it so is prayer any good if it does not change god's mind and that's 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 one of the things that people understand i think that is misunderstanding god and that's misunderstanding god's way of, of fulfilling his plan right we don't pray to change god's mind we pray because it is commanded by god we pray so that through prayer we can align ourselves to god we pray because through prayer we reveal that we're totally dependent and we are submitting to god but at the same time we also pray because through prayer god changes a lot of things not his mind but a lot of things so what are these lot of things right and on top of that I would say prayer changes us. Mm. It changes us. Yeah. Right. And and so let's discuss that. So prayer changes a lot of things. Let's put a lot of things on the side. On top of that, it changes us. Mm-hmm. It changes us by 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 changing our will to align to His will. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, right? It changes our heart by by you know how we are so prideful and we want to be totally dependent on ourselves. It changes us to be dependent upon Him, mm-hmm. right? It changes us to be more grateful, be more thankful towards Him, mm-hmm. right? And what are other things that comes to your mind when it comes to prayer? Changes us. Uh, that changes us. Yeah. No, I think I think that you you pretty much got it. Yeah, and 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 the more you pray, the more you grow closer in your relationship and knowledge with God, right? The prayer along with God's word is how we grow closer to God, and so yeah, it changes us profoundly. Yeah, it changes us profoundly, and so that that is that is a big change, yeah. right? So prayer does not change God's mind, but it changes us. Mm-hmm. The second thing is through prayer, it also changes a lot of things, right? I mean, I mean. In your Christian life, how many times have you prayed and you've had your prayer answered? Yeah. Like yeah, times. I mean, I, I've had prayers answered. I have prayers um, that weren't answered. And, and I mean, like, we see that in Scripture too, right? We see, um, you know, the famous example of Paul, mm-hmm. right? He has yeah. his thorn in the, the thorn in the flesh, and he prayed to God three times for God to remove it. And God said, no, my grace is sufficient, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so, <clears throat> why why did not God remove that thorn out of his flesh? Yeah. Right? He knew Paul would get a big head. He knew that with this thing still in his life, it will keep Paul dependent upon God mm. and not his own strength. Yeah. Right? And so, <clears throat> so this is, I mean, like, this is a clear example, like, in... You know, in our mind, we would think, wouldn't it be better? You know, and I and, and I just say this in, a lot of times when we approach prayer. Mm-hmm. We think we got something good. Mm. Like, God, wouldn't it be better if this happens, mm. right? You know, if, we, if this happens to play out like this, this will be a great thing. Yeah. You know, and, and God says, no, I have another way. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and you know, uh, the thing is through prayer, God is changing us, he's changing our heart, he's changing our will. And 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 so when you look at it that way, we can come to know that it's not that God needs our prayer. We need to pray. Mm-hmm. You see the difference? It's not that you know God needs our prayer, we need to pray. Yeah. We need prayer to change our mind. So prayer is not changing God's mind, but prayer is changing our mind in in reverse, right? We need prayer to change our heart. We need prayer to change our, like, will, desires to align us to God. Yeah. And, and you know, I think, like, an example with that, right? Um, Because you you slightly mentioned this earlier. If you don't have enough, you you mentioned the whole aspect of faith, Mm. right? Like, and a lot of people think their prayers are unanswered because they— you know they don't have enough faith yeah completely ignoring the fact that god has his own predetermined plan and will yeah um and so um you know when we look at the the whole idea of okay well if god is sovereign then i'm not going to pray well one you're being disobedient but two you will not be taking part in what god is doing god is doing absolutely right absolutely. so so if God's will is for your your mother sick, or a friend is sick, and God's will is 
for that person to be healed, yes, regardless if you pray or not, that person will be healed, mm-hmm. right? But God is just going to use someone else. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so remember that prayer is for our good, mm-hmm. not God's. You know, and, 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 and I think we need, to, we need to know that, like, when we like when we don't pray we are we are not going to be part of like you mentioned the good that god has for us mm-hmm. right it's for our good it benefits us not god we pray not so much that god can change but so that we can change right because god is not dependent on us but we are dependent on him mm-hmm. our minds need to be changed and so so at the same time you know when we think about it in this way right like when when we think about prayer is us submitting to god prayer is us being dependent to god it also i think affects on what we pray about okay you know, sometimes a lot of times our prayer is is almost like like i think you hinted upon too like it sounds like we're demanding from god mm. right it sounds like uh, god god i need you to change your mind like we're not directly saying it but it sounds like that right yeah. and mm-hmm. and and it almost sounds like you no know, we're talking to a genie mm. right whereas oh True prayer, although we are to pray about everything, seeks to align our will to God's will. Yeah. Right? Like, God, you're able to, but whatever your will is, let it be done. Yeah, James James chapter 4, verses um, uh, 1 through 3. Uh, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? Mm. You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. Okay? So he's saying, like, whatever's going on with you, it's, it's really coming out of your own evil desires. And, it, and you know it's evil because it's covetousness, it's quarreling, mm-hmm. and it's murder. You know, and that could be the equivalent of actually killing someone or actually hating someone, right? Uh, so he's saying you do not have because you do not ask, right? So that's the first thing. You you're not you're not even praying about it. Yeah. Here's this thing that you desire. You don't make supplication to God about it, and you go about your own means to obtain it, and you still don't get it, mm-hmm. right? So then it takes it a step further. Verse three. You ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongly mm-hmm. to spend it on your passion. So it has nothing to do with the will of God, but your own will. And yeah. God says no. No, absolutely, absolutely. And and you know the thing is, I find great confidence and comfort and joy in in praying. Because God is sovereign, because God does not change. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think it's like oftentimes people tend to say like, you know, if God is sovereign, then why should we pray? If God does not change his mind, then why should we pray? I say we pray because God is sovereign. We pray because God does not change his mind. Because now we can submit ourselves to his will and his plan. And we can have a guarantee that, you know, he's going to answer the prayer. And that's that's the guarantee I think First John gives us, right? And in First John, uh, you, I'm gonna read that. Yeah. Okay, so that okay, read First mis- John, because yeah. yeah. so and <laughs> this is the confidence that we have towards Him. That if we ask anything, mm. and I know people skip to the next one right away, but we have to remember the next phrase. If we ask anything, according to His will, He hears us. And mm. if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of Him. Amen. Now, you know, in a simplification, people are like, oh, no, let's ask anything he'll give us, right? Yeah. People forget the middle part that we have to ask according to his will. Right. And so that's why God, yes, because God is sovereign, yes, because God does not change, we know that his will is perfect. We know that his plan is perfect. And when we submit to his plan, we ask anything to him, he will give it to us. Because at that point, we'll ask every, whatever we ask will be according to his will. Right. right. So the first thing that we need to do is to is to align ourselves to God's will. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so after doing that, like uh, one of one of one of the preacher always used to say, make your desire what God desires. Yeah. And then ask God for anything, and He'll give it to you. Because at that point, your desire is what God desires. Yeah. I think we're done. <laughs> I think that I think that just that just answered it right. Like, ask according to God's will, and then 
It's done. It's done. Absolutely. Right. So we're Absolutely. done. Are we done? Yeah. No. We're, <laughs> no, we're, almost, <laughs> we're almost done. But no, it, it is. It is all to say that you know, uh, in order for anything like we need to, we need to first understand who God is, right? When we think about this topic, I feel like I feel like when we come into this 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 sense of like does prayer change God's mind? Before we even think about like what works, what doesn't work logically, we need to first and foremost think about who God is. Uh-huh. And and if God is like perfect, and, and when we when we come to that that whole thing of who God is, all the attributes, perfect, sovereign, immutable, it automatically answers the question. Yeah, that that does not mean that God, like, it absolutely means that God cannot change. Yeah. If God is immutable, God is sovereign, right? And, and along with God not changing, that incor- that also includes the plans of god plans of god yeah. absolutely and so if that is the case then what does prayer do then we come to our answer right mm-hmm. so, so yes if it does not change god but it changes a lot of other things mm-hmm. and so and 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 you said this earlier um you said this earlier this is prayer is one of the means that god uses to mm-hmm. accomplish his will absolutely. but just like you read the things that we ask in prayer have to be aligned with the will of God. If they're not, just like just like God told Paul, the answer will be no. Absolutely. Or like if, and you also mentioned too, where it's you know it's not right now, right? Like mm-hmm. that it God wants to do it, or I shouldn't say it that way. God is going to do it. Yeah. But it's not right now. Absolutely. Right. So, um, and so in his own purposed, determined time time is when it's going to happen, right? Like we pray for Christ to come, Mm -hmm. right? For God, for Christ to return. Yeah. But we also submit that under his timing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, the three people that uh, Nebuchadnezzar uh, was going to put it to the fire i think they they give a very good example of that this this submission like you know they say like you know that god is able he can protect us right he can absolutely protect us but even if he does not protect us he's still a good god Mm -hmm. that's submitting to his will Mm -hmm. right he's able to if not his will that let your will be done god yeah and and that's that's how we (laughs) pray in everything right god i know you are able to heal me but if it's not your will then let your will be done and that's a and i think that's the hard thing for that's one of the hard things that we um are are the hard thing about prayer that we wrestle with because we think god it it has to be only it only can be good if we we're healed Mm. there cannot be any good that comes from this if we if we are not healed god's will is always to heal people Right. And sometimes it's not God allows trials. Yeah. Right. And God allows difficult moments in our life for various reasons, for various reasons. What about what about this? Um, If you have faith the size of a mustard seed. Right. And then you say to this mountain, be moved and cast it, you know, be cast into the sea. It is going to happen. What what how would you how would you. define that or how would you clarify that to under for people to understand if faith can move the mountains if you have faith as small as a mustard seed (laughs) yeah right um how how would you approach that when explaining that to people on that case i would say you know faith is is trusting in god right it's depending in god dependent on god again I i again it all begins with that with that dependence upon god and when we are dependent upon God, you are going to ask things that are His will and His desire. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would, I would say, what Jesus was trying to accomplish with people were people with not even a faith of a mustard seed. Mm-hmm. He's talking to people with little to no faith at all, mm-hmm. right? And he's telling them like, listen, even if you had this small faith, you could accomplish so much for God. Mm. Right, you could you could you could have so many things that you would, could be part of bigger than that you are expecting, mm-hmm. right? But because you don't have it, you are not being part of it. Mm. That's I mean I don't know what what you would, what would you add to that? Well, just to just just to give it a little context, right? So in Matthew Matthew seventeen, uh, and Jesus rebuked the devil, 
This is verse 18. And Jesus rebuked the devil. So they were trying to cast out a demon. They couldn't do it, right? Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour, or instantly. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? Mm. He said to them, Because of your little faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of a mustard seed, you would say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Right? And then the, the King James Version adds uh, in verse 21, Howbeit this kind goeth not out, by, but by prayer and fasting. Yes. Right. And so some people would say, OK, uh, I need to I need to pray. pray I need to fast. Um, and also by doing that, then this will cause God to change his mind or cause mm. God to move. And so um, so you're saying this would be really to understand this is to uh, it's more so dealing with unbelief. Yeah rather than changing God's mind. Yeah, absolutely. Unbelief, okay. dealing with unbelief, and, 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 and also uh, recognizing the fact that, you know, yes, if God's plan is to change the devil, devils, change, if, God, if God's plan is to cast out the demons, then it's not the prayer that, that changed God's mind. It's, his mind was already set. It was prayer that he used to fulfill his plan. Mm -hmm. Right, so prayer was not the means to change his mind. Prayer was the means to fulfill his plan. Okay. All right. Got another one for you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Go for it. This one's easy. Yeah. I promise. Yeah. If two or three oh, yeah. are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. What about that one? Well, two or three, four, five, six or seven. <laughs> God is omnipresent and He is there. I think. I think that is that is that is in the different context, all right? Exactly. The context is what church, church discipline? discipline. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, I bring people will say that is like the replacement for church, mm -hmm. which is <laughs> absolutely absurd. And, and but. But the reason the reason yeah. why I'm bringing these verses up are because these verses are often used. Yeah to convey the power of prayer mm. right so in the first one first example you if you just have enough faith right you can move mountains yeah. right nothing is impossible mm -hmm. right so and, again and technically, uh, they, it is right but well, the way they use it is wrong so in that example yeah. this is where the first example with the mustard seed this yeah. is where we get the idea of you didn't have enough faith. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because if you have enough faith, then nothing is impossible. Yeah. Right? So we get we get to that where people then, you know, are told your prayer was not answered because mm -hmm. you didn't have enough faith. Mm -hmm. Right? And this next example, completely out of context, this is dealing with church discipline. We think, or we've heard how this deals with, okay, if we're going to really get God to move, God's not moving, we need to get more people. Mm. So mm. we get two, we get three, like you said, five, six, seven. Yeah. Then God is surely to answer this prayer because we've all touched and agreed. Mm. And now God is in the midst and he's going to answer that. Mm. Okay. Um, here's a, here's another example. Um and this one is in uh, Jonah. So if you if you look at um, Jonah chapter three, uh, verse uh, verse ten, uh, we have an interesting word that's used here. Uh, when God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil way, God relented, or the 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 King James version says repented. Mm -hmm. Uh, so God relented or God repented of the disaster um, or the evil that he had said that he would do unto them, yeah. and he did it not. Yeah. All right? So here's an example that one may potentially argue where God changed his right. mind. And there are a couple of verses that use that same word, like where God mm -hmm. regretted making human beings like mm -hmm. it says in Noah's before the flood right so there how a couple of verses like that so yeah. yeah so yeah so that was Jonah uh, chapter 3 uh, verse 10 yeah so how are we how are we to look at that 
right? Let me let me read another one. Why you know, with that Jeremiah eighteen. Uh, Jeremiah eighteen verse eight. And if the nation concerning which I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent of the disaster that I intended to do to it. Right? Again, King James Version says, I will repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. So on the surface, this appears as if God is changing his mind. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, that is not the case at all. No. Right? No. He's saying... He's saying if they repent or if they change, the nation against whom I have pronounced turns from their evil, I will repent of the evil, yeah. right? And so how do you know how that, that, that word, how we are to actually define that word based upon the... Uh, on some level, on some okay. level. Again, like these are some, some these are, again, we have to remember that we are reading from English translation of... of Hebrew, right? Mm-hmm. And and the word Hebrew, uh, Hebrew word could have various meanings. Now, one thing that we know for sure, understanding God and, and His attribute consistently from the scriptures, God cannot change. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way God regrets anything. God repents of anything. He doesn't need to repent of anything, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to relent any of His plan. His plan is perfect. That that we know, right? Okay. And so even that's fine and Danny. Get to the point. No, no, I, I, <laughs> no, the thing is, even when these type of the, the reason why I'm saying this is that we, when these type of verses come, we don't jump to con- conclusion. Yeah. First, we think about who God is, and we stay consistent with that, and then we try to uh, understand the answer. Okay. To this. Yeah. When I think of God relenting, or or especially God repenting or regretting, I'm thinking of God's compassion and, and God's grief towards the sin. Like, for example, I'm thinking of like when God regretted that he created humans, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, before the flood of Noah. I'm, I'm, in that verse, what he's trying to say is that God grieved over the sin of humans. Okay. That the humans that he created for his glory were so vile and sinful that there was none that were found right. I mean, think about that. In the so, whole world, there was none that was found, and that grieved God. Okay, but again, like if so, if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna go there, you have to. I, th- I think we have to we have to make it clear that it's not in the sense of God thinking, oh, I made a mistake. No. Right. No. Um, it's. It, and because his plan mm-hmm. was already to redeem human beings even before Noah's flood, which is Genesis three. Okay. Right? His plan already was in place and it was working according to his plan. But regardless, even then, bec- God does hate sinners and God does grieve over his creation sin, right? And so that is again. I don't know if that really answers the question or not. But what what do you have on the uh, all right? So again. Yeah. Let's uh like last week. Let's let's bring up, let's bring up a a Greek word, um, or not Greek but Hebrew word. Strong's age fifty one sixty two. Nachem. Nachem. All right. So that is the word that is used um, for repent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in this word, we see that. Um, now, if you if you just if you look at it, you'll think, okay, God repented. What? Now, obviously, from our traditional understanding of the word repent, we we understand that to mean someone has sinned, mm-hmm. someone has done wrong, and they're repenting and going a different way. Uh, but with God, the way that it the way that it is being used is almost an easing, like or a comforting, mm-hmm. right? So. He, if we read it again, and this is Jeremiah 8, if the nation against whom I have pronounced uh, turns from their evil, I will repent. Yeah. Right? So God removes the judgment. God is eased or he's comforted to remove his judgment if this thing happens, yeah. which is what? Turning away from their evil. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So... It's not God repenting, it's God being comforted in the fact that he is going to remove the judgment that he will bring if they don't repent. This is an example that we see all throughout Scripture. What is this this actually saying? Like the same thing, and we read it earlier in Jonah, 
right? If the, the people of Nineveh will turn away from their evil, then the judgment that is coming, he will, he will um, uh, remove it. Yeah. And that's the same thing in our life. Yeah, absolutely. If we, if we turn away from our sin, then the judgment that is coming, God will remove. Absolutely. And absolutely. so this, and I bring this up because if we think that God can get it wrong or God sins or God makes mistakes, that's not at all what this is saying. This is actually in line with God's character from the beginning. Yeah. If we turn away from evil, then God will not bring judgment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which was his plan from before the foundation of Which it. means it wasn't, it wasn't God really, hasn't changed. No, it wasn't at like all. He changed right then. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. So so you know, when you see those verses with the words repent, regret, relent, like remember that that those verses in itself does not define the attribute of God in a, in a sense that it does not change what the Bible consistently says about God, right? So when those those odd verses come in, we have to filter it through what is consistent about God throughout the scripture. And if that is not true about God, if God cannot repent, if God cannot change, then what? how do we make sense of what these verses mean, right? And so that then we go through the scripture, we go through the language, we go through the context, and we try to understand there is an explanation for all of, all of that. Mm -hmm. And so, so yeah. And so other, let me let yeah. me let me let me bring this other thing uh, or the other side to this thing that I think we have to address because yeah. when we when we think of does prayer change God's mind the other side to it right is and I and I think most people won't admit to this but I think the Bible clearly addresses this and and if we think our prayer is going to change God's mind, though some may not admit this, what we're really suggesting, if it does, is that we can give advice to God. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Because um, now you say, no, no, no. I'm I'm asking God to do something. I'm yeah. asking God. I'm begging God to do it. And we're we're saying that this was already in God's plan. God was already going to do it. But if it wasn't in God's plan, this is, you know, again, this is what we mean. If yeah. God is going to change, that means it wasn't in God's plan. Yeah. And by you praying, you are giving advice, instruction, or the way the Bible likes to put it is counsel, mm -hmm. right, to God. So let's look at Isaiah 40. Uh, Isaiah 40, verses 13 through 14. It says, Who has measured the Spirit of the Lord, or what man shows him his counsel? Whom did he consult, and who made him understand? Who taught him the path of justice, and taught him knowledge, and showed him the way of understanding? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to read the King James Version. Uh, of course. You, you know, just, <laughs> but, the, and, and you'll see why. Who have directed the spirit of the Lord, or being his counselor, have taught him? With whom took he counsel, and who instructed him, and taught him in the path of judgment, and taught him knowledge, and showed to him the way of understanding? Ridiculous statement right our ridiculous question to ask yeah. who taught god mm -hmm. who has given him instruction who has showed him the way to go yeah. is what it's asking yeah. right when we think about it out loud it's a ridiculous statement no one has taught god yeah. no one has shown god the path to go no one has given him any advice on what to do yeah and Job, that, Job tried, and then he got schooled. <laughs> and in the end of Job, yeah, absolutely. Let's 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 read another one, Psalm thirty-three, verse eleven. The counsel of the Lord stands forever; hmm. the plans of His heart to all generations. Right, 
his counsel. By the way, that does not include you and I in that. That stands forever. It means it doesn't change. No, it doesn't. Okay, let's read another one. Proverbs. Proverbs 19. And, I, and I'm... I, and okay, guys, these are a lot of verses, but it's to drive home the point of what we're... Ultimately, of what mm-hmm. we're saying, right? So verse 21. Uh, Proverbs 19, verse 21. Many are the plans in the mind of a man... But it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of thoughts. We got a lot of plans. Yeah. Things that we think should go a certain way. But right here in stark contrast, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Yeah. You got a plan. God has a plan. Your plan doesn't no. supersede his. Yeah. God's one is the one that yeah, will stand. So it's, not, it's not your plan that will change his plan, but his plan will change yours. Exactly. And, and you are to align your plan. That's why, you know, we ought to be, we may have all kinds of plans. How many times have you planned something and God changed it? Yeah. And now you look at it as like, man, that was God's plan all along, mm-hmm. right? And he's done that so many times. I mean, the verse that you just read is similar to Job uh, when after he gets schooled by God, he comes to realization Job 42.2, he says, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Mm. No purpose of yours will be stopped, yeah. will be hindered, will be changed and you have without to, prayer or without our prayer. And you have to realize if you think that way, right, you are giving God counsel or you are giving God advice or you are suggesting that and you may not admit this, but yeah. at the heart of it, that's truly what it is. Right. You are thwarting the plans of God, or the plans of God need needs to be changed, and it doesn't. Absolutely. Let me let me keep reading. This one is Isaiah forty. Uh, so we're back in this verse, or back in this chapter. I, I specifically didn't read this part for a certain reason, um, but l- look at this. Uh, and it's verse twenty one of forty. Do you not know? Do you not hear? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to dwell in, who brings princes to nothing and makes the rulers of the earth as emptiness." Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth when he blows on them, and they wither, and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me that I should be like him, says the Holy One. Again, you have to understand God is sovereign. Compared to God, we are grasshoppers, Mm -hmm. right? And he says useless right? Useless. Like we get to be a part of God's plans through prayer by fulfilling what through the means of prayer, his will is being accomplished, not our will. Because when it comes to us, we are just but grasshoppers. He does not need us. Mm -hmm. And how is a grasshopper, the thing that has been created, going to say to the creator, do this instead? As if, and he, as if we know better than he does, right? And we don't. And, yeah. So I want to I, I wanna read one, one more thing uh, to, just to tie it all together. And I think Jonah is a perfect example, right? So going back to Jonah, um, let's look at, let's, let's, and we know this story, but let's just kind of highlight a couple key things in this. So in Jonah, Jonah chapter 1, right? Um, starting at verse 1, it says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee (laughs) to Tarshish. From the presence of the Lord, he went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarsus, away from the presence of the Lord. Okay, so disobedience 
But here's a man thinking he's going to thwart the plans of God. Yeah. Right? Or he's going to run away from the presence of the Lord. Right. This is going to... Because of the omnipresent Lord. God has told him to go to Nineveh. Yeah. But he's going to... He's going to... He's not going to do the will of God. He's going to do his own will. Right? Look at this. Verse 4. But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship threatened to break up. All right? So... Out of his disobedience, thinking he's going to thwart God's plans, he goes this way. And here we see God acting. Mm -hmm. God's like, no, nobody. Yeah. Verse 12 of this, right? Um, everyone, is, everyone is like, what the heck is going on? Something's yeah. wrong. This does not make any sense. Why is this bad thing happening? Um, what's going on and and he, and he speaks up and i and maybe my interpretation of this could be could lead a, need a little bit more insight yeah but listen to this so jonah says to the people of the ship he said to them verse 12 pick me up mm -hmm. and hurl me into the sea then the sea will quiet down for you for i know it is because of me that this great tempest has come upon you so he's acknowledging that the reason why this happened is because god has done it mm -hmm. he knows god has done mm -hmm. it but his solution is say hey throw me in the sea and you guys would be good now i wonder in jonah's mind is he thinking that okay i it's not suicide but I kind of think, in some ways, he's toying with this. Yeah. Like, if, if I somehow die, then God's will won't happen. Mm. Throw me in the sea. Yeah. Right? And we all know he was swallowed up by a whale. Yeah. Once again, God's plan's not being thwarted. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now. It's, uh, right after that, the men try to roll hard. Mm -hmm. Trying to protect Jonah, and that's funny because they're, they're by rowing hard, they're trying to say like, you know, we're gonna row hard against opposite of God's plan, and like it's only gonna get you towards destruction. They ended up throwing Jonah, mm -hmm. right? And and yeah, so yeah. So the sea comes. He's swallowed yeah. up by the fish. We know this. Skip forward, right? He goes off. He preaches to Nineveh, mm -hmm. right? Right, and that's the that's the first part that that I read earlier about God yeah. repenting. The whole nation repented. Right, so now we get to we get to verse we get to verse four chapter or four? chapter four, verse one. Look at this. This is after the, they repent, mm -hmm. and God decides He's not going to destroy them. But it it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry, yeah. and he prayed to the Lord and said, "O Lord." Is not this what I said mm -hmm. when I was yet in my country? So this is before he even left. Mm -hmm. That that it was I. That is why I made haste to flee to Tarsus. So we find his true reason why he left. For I knew that you are a gracious God, and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, and relenting from desire, disaster. Therefore now, O oh Lord, please take my life. Here, here we go again from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. Yeah. No. But, but what's the point? Yeah. What's the point? God has a plan. Mm -hmm. And here Jonah, knowing, that, knowing how God is, yeah. he's going to run this way yeah. foolishly. Yeah. And... God's plan was not thwarted at all. It was no. God's plan no. for Nineveh to repent and for, for him to bring the, bring the, the truth to them Absolutely. about it. I said that we, we've addressed a lot of things right today when it comes to the prayer. Uh, let's highlight some of the key things. Okay. First, prayer is important. It's an important spiritual discipline. It's a command of God. We are, as believers, we are to be in the state of uh, or the attitude of prayer at all times if you don't have a good prayer life start praying to god right that is how you converse with god that is how you get closer to him that is how you grow in your knowledge and in your relationship with god praying and studying god's word right so make those things a priority in your life there is nothing that should stop a believer from praying and, and, and prayer reveals that we are submissive to Him. Prayer reveals that we are totally dependent upon Him. 
it is a great privilege given to us through the blood and sacrifice of Jesus Christ. We now have access to God and we call him our father in heaven. Uh, that, that is an immense pleasure. Second is that don't pray with the mindset that you're going to change God's mind. Or don't pray with the mindset that through prayer you're going to change God's plan in your life. Right? God has a plan in your life. Prayer is us changing ourselves according to God's plan, not the other way. Right? So prayer does not change God's mind. It changes ours. It changes us. It aligns us to God's will. Now, if that is the case, then in our prayer, we should, even before we pray, we should think about or, or we should continuously grow about what is the will of God. Right? So that our prayer life is aligned to it. You know, I, I'm, I'm reading through Colossians with our college group here. And, and, and in Colossians, if you look at Paul's prayer in the beginning, his prayers are always focused on spiritual things. Mm. Like, I thank you, God, for your faith. I thank you for, for, for uh, how you are growing in the knowledge of God. He knows that these are the will of God. These are some guaranteed will of God that we can pray about. right? So his focus is not on, 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 on temporary things. His focus on, uh, are on things that are eternal, spiritual mm. things. And so it automatically, when we align ourselves to God's will, it automatically teaches us what to pray about. Mm. What should we pray? What should we not pray about? Right? And, 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 and going, uh, aligning that with, with the, or comparing that with the verse that you read from James, right? Things that we should not be praying about. Praying about things out of our passion. We don't, it's not, it's not really answered. But, but passion in the sense of, selfishness selfishness yeah, yeah. And, and worldliness right yeah. so so that's why it's not answered so comparing those two things we know what to pray about what not to pray about but at the same time we pray confidently knowing that god is sovereign and his will will be done we pray confidently because we also align to his will and mm. then that gives us all that gives us all kind of boldness to pray to god mm. right so god i pray to you i, I want you to heal me but not my will, but your will be done. Mm -hmm. And so we can walk out guaranteed that God hears our prayer. And if it is will, then he will answer it. Mm. Right. And so that gives us that gives us even much more boldness and confidence to pray. Said that lastly, I do want to say, and I think I think you touched on it a little bit, but we have to we have to highlight this. A lot of times we miss out on some great things in our life because we don't pray. Mm. Right. God's plan will not be thwarted, but his plan is fulfilled according to his means. And the means that he has chosen is prayer. Yeah. Just like, you know, God can save whoever he wants, but the means that he has chosen is the proclamation of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Right. In the same manner, the means that God has chosen to, to fulfill his plan and to do some great things, right, mm -hmm. to change some great things, let's just say that, is through prayer mm -hmm. and so so remember that prayer is that important because it does change things mm -hmm. right and that's what that's what give us all types of motivation to pray mm -hmm. and so so my encouragement to all of us is, is to pray i want to read a thing by our guy john MacArthur, and and so he writes this about prayer and and i'm talking about does god change does prayer change god's mind i'm gonna read a quote from him he says god has ordained the means as well as the end and it is his design that the prayer of his people should be the means by which he frequently moves to act. And so by his design, God has chosen prayer as means by which he frequently acts in creation and in this world. Mm -hmm. And so, so that should give you all types of boldness and courage to, to pray. Yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, um, there's there's one other thing i i want to draw to yeah um or look take a quick look at um and then we can be done um but i find it you know i find it fascinating um right before christ is to be crucified and he's praying um and he, he says if it be possible to let this cup you know mm -hmm. pass mm -hmm. um and Obviously, in this prayer, if there's another way, mm -hmm. okay, but he came to the conclusion that there wasn't. Yeah. And it, and, mm -hmm. and it makes sense that he yeah. would, right? Because, uh, one, it, there's, only one, there's only one way mm -hmm. that is going to happen. 
Um, and we, and you know, you can get the sense of, I guess the hum, the the humanity of Christ in this, uh, but at the same time too, realizing that the plan that God had already set in place was not going to change, mm-hmm. right? So He submitted to it, right? Because they, I mean, like think about it, like this is His one and only Son. Yeah. If God wanted to change His mind, it and would be in that case, yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. maybe we can do this a whole different yeah. way. Yeah. But uh, but not only it will it would not be changed, but it there is there is no other way it could have been changed either. Yeah. Because there was no other way that that what God's plan was was going to be accomplished other than this. Yeah. Other than through the sacrifice of his son. Yeah. Right? Because Look, well, yeah. here it is, right here. Matthew sixteen. Um, and let's look at starting at verse 21. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed on the third day. And on the third day be raised, right? So he's telling his disciples this thing is going to happen. Mm-hmm. This is why I said, like in the garden, the hu- the the human side of Christ, praying, if there be another way, let this cup pass. But he knows there isn't. In Matthew sixteen, he's telling his disciples that he is going to be killed, mm-hmm. right? Now, and check this out. Now, this is where you and I come in, right? Yeah. When we try to change the mind of God. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, (laughs) saying, Far be it from you, Lord. This shall never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, saying, You are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Mm -hmm. It'll be a good thing if you don't get crucified. Right? It can't be a good thing. And yeah. he says, these are not the things of God. These are the things of man. Yeah. And whenever we are seeking to pray to change God's mind, right, to change what his plan or what his will is, we are not setting our things on the things of God, but on the things of man. Mm. I think that's a, place to, that's a place to end, right? So set your things on things of God, things eternal, looking up at the God rather than things of man and and that should that should yeah so let's keep on praying not because you'll change god's mind but because god will change yours and god will change a lot of things through it and yeah all right that will be it peace